minus 50 seconds. T minus 40 seconds. T minus 30 seconds. minus 20 seconds Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. <laughs> hey, y'all. Welcome, welcome to the first ever NXT slash NXT UK after show with Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. As usual, or if you may or may not know if you're new, my name is Stephanie Hardy. I am the host and creator of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast and commentator for the Belladonna Division. But thankfully, I am not alone. I am here with my sister, the host and creator of NCAT We Trust, and basically just a woman who's just everywhere now doing backstage correspondence everywhere she's at. Please welcome Katrina. Hey, hey, what's up? Happy Thursday, everyone. I hope everybody is well and enjoying this nice weather we're having. Yeah, it's really great. Like I was telling you off screen, like it's really hot, but I am glad that the weather is evening out a bit and it's starting to feel like springish summer, at least down here in Alabama, at least. Um, <laughs> but yeah, sometimes it feels like it skips straight into summer. Like we, it'd be spring for like maybe a few weeks and then we go straight into summer. But either way, I'm glad it's happening. It's a great change. So I'm pumped. I'm so happy that we get to talk about the third brand, NXT 2.0 and NXT UK. I know a lot of people, you know, are into NXT 2.0, but they may not be as into NXT UK. But thankfully, we have the opportunity to cover it. And I'm so excited. What about you, Kat? Definitely. Um, I know. Yes. As you said, a lot of people don't like 2.0 for whatever reason. They like the gold and black, you know, or black and yellow, if that's or maybe black and gold, whatever, but yeah, <laughs> uh, they like that brand better. But I've actually been enjoying 2.0. I like the different types of characters we've been getting. And it's kind of a test to see kind of what they can do. And so I like it. And, you know, NXT UK particularly was actually pretty solid this week. Um, yeah. So I can't wait. I'm, I'm excited as well. Yes, I am so pumped for it. So, of course, we're going to start by talking about all of the matches that happened on NXT 2.0 this past Tuesday on USA Network, which was also their special NXT spring break-in, because, of course, around this time is when a lot of students and a lot of people are going on vacation for spring break and stuff like that. So that was the general theme. They had beach stuff all around, beach balls all around, and just it was just really nice if you're into that type of summer or spring 
spring behavior. So this was a themed um, episode, um, but it was really great. It was really solid and I enjoyed it. So first off, we're going to talk about the triple threat match for the NXT North American Championship which is currently being held by Cameron Grimes. And in this match, you had Solo Sokoa, the resident Uso of NXT, and Carmelo Hayes, um, a.k.a. Mellow Don't Miss, a.k.a. Um, with his assistant, Trick Williams, who I think is just, they're both gorgeous together, so I call them Trick and Treat. So it's, oh, it's whatever, though. So this match was really good. You had lots of solid action in it. You know, just basically what would what you could come to expect from these three guys. You had Solo Sokoa and his hard-hitting action. And, of course, you had Carmelo Hayes with his show-offy um, type of style. And then you had um, Cameron Grimes getting it on, too. And here's one point where they had a Tower of Doom that Solo Sokoa initiated. And that was a really good part. But in the end, um, Carmelo Hayes wound up retaining his title. So he is here to stay and he has proven that he is a stellar champion that is just ready to take his place in NXT 2.0. Um, I can say for myself, I was a little bit disappointed because I love, love, love Carmelo Hayes because he came out with a t-shirt and with his braggadocious energy talking about how, you know, a championship needs him and not him yeah. needing a championship. Like, that's just some some crazy confidence that you just got to have. For a title to need you and for you not to need the title, bruh, that's amazing. And I just love his his nature. And then I also love Solo Sokoa because it's like, he is of the bloodline, but he's not of the bloodline at the same time because he's sort of separated from everybody else. But in the end, um, the winner was Cameron Grimes. So what did you think of this match, Kat? Um, it was actually a nice, like, oh, nice match to open up NXT. Um, I know it was the spring break thing, and I remember when I was in, like, high school, not that we, like, we weren't really doing anything in spring break in high school, but college kids were. And so they always had, like, the Mexican, like, Cancun when you're doing, so it was nice to kind of see that, like, okay, you're trying to give the, like we're looking at maybe this is supposed to be like a nice relaxed type thing but that match to open up was i think the perfect uh way to open up nxt yesterday i did like your comment about calling uh <laughs> mellow tricky treat i like that's a really nice nice way to spin that because listen carvello be in his bag sometimes and i'm just like listen <laughs> listen <laughs> you know he he really he just he man listen I, i'm gonna hold right on that one but I like all three men. I, you know, started liking Cameron Grimes when he started doing that whole money uh, gimmick where he just had all this money. And I started being kind of more interested in him during that. And so to see three people very, very different from each other, again, Carmelo is super, you know, he's very cocky. But, you know, and most, I don't really like cockiness necessarily all the time, but it works. <laughs> it works yeah. so well with Carvel. He does it so well that you kind of like, you know what, you right. <laughs> you, 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 you got it. You can't argue it. And so the fact that he was, oh, like you said, saying that the title needed him. I was like, that is definitely some crazy confidence to have. But, you know, use that to your advantage. So it definitely was a good match. I do believe, uh, you know, Solo um, definitely is like the little, you know, he's he's like a little baby bloodline. And I would love to see if they ever put them together, what they can do, especially with, again, 
how Roman always gets with his family not doing and getting jobs done. So I, I feel yes. like he would be upset that he didn't win yesterday because like, what are you doing? You got to get it done for the family. And so definitely an awesome way to open up NXT. It was an amazing match. But I, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Carmelo be champion. I do see that happening very soon, honestly. Um, but I'm okay with Cameron retaining. I'm okay with him retaining. It was cool. Like, I was right with that. <laughs> yeah, and I actually am okay with with Cameron Grimes winning it too because of his story and everything that he's been um, through, especially, you know, proving himself um, in the wake of his father's passing and everything. So that is something that does resonate with me. So it is cool to see someone like him, you know, with the ability that he has um, rise up to the ranks and be, you know, a champion again. But I will say this, though. I want Carmelo to possibly go for the NXT title. Like, I want him to go for the big one now. Um, it was great when he did hold the NXT North American title, but at the same time, I want him to go for the big dog. So that's just kind of... I, 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 I feel like he he's definitely a star. I, I see it happening. He kind of gives me, like, how I tell people about Montez. Like, just something about Montez Ford that always stands out to me. Uh, mm -hmm. Like, you can see him just... At one point, you can see him being on top. And I definitely feel like Carmelo can definitely be at the top of NXT. And so hopefully we're, what, in May of 2022 now? So maybe before the end of the year, we'll actually see him as NXT champion. Like, I don't see why not. He definitely has the charisma. You know, he can wrestle. He's easy on the eyes. Yes. <laughs> you know, get the women fans behind you and you can do what needs to be done. So <laughs> I definitely see it happening before the end of the year. Yes, and shout out to Santana, our queen um, and our editor-in-chief here at Women's Wrestling Talk. She is talking about how much she loves Carmelo mm -hmm. Hayes and calling him one of her wrestling husbands. <laughs> That's my partner, of course. I love I love it when we talk about how great you know the guys are, but then how great they look and everything. She also said, I think once they're done with Braun and Joe Gacy, Melo will be NXT champion one day. To me, Melo really is the face of NXT. He has the total package. You are absolutely right, girl. So, mm -hmm. so jumping ahead <laughs> from that match, we had another good match in Grayson Waller versus um, basically a newcomer um, in the form of, gosh, I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, in the form of Nathan Frazier. There we go. Nathan Frazier um, was someone that they kept, you know, pushing and saying that the him and, um, Grace and Waller were going back and forth with each other on Twitter. And if you do, if you're a wrestling fan and if you follow any anybody on NXT, Grace and Waller is a good follow because he is always getting in somebody's business and rubbing somebody the wrong way on Twitter. So when he gets to fight with somebody on Twitter, you know it's serious. And these two were going back and forth. But before this match took place, Nathan Frazier did have an interview with Mackenzie Mitchell and talked about, you know, how he's willing to prove himself even in the even in the shadow of the of an NXT great like Seth Rollins, because Seth Rollins actually helped train him at the Black and Brave Academy. Shout out to Black and Brave, because I actually interviewed a couple of girls um, who do get trained there. So it's really cool to see that, you know, name dropped within the realm of NXT. And yeah. to, to watch this trained man by, in, by Seth Rollins, who is NXT royalty at this point, you know, go forth and have such a killer match with Grayson Waller, who is really brash and who loves to run his mouth, but he is a good wrestler. I will give him that. Um, 
it's just these this was a really great back and forth match and what was so funny about this match was you had off to the corner and in the audience you had chase university um rooting for nathan frazier because he was one of their students and in the end when um nathan got knocked off the top rope um grayson waller was on the top rope and he was about to jump on him but then um the Chase University students blew like an air horn at him and distracted him. So Nathan Frazier could hit his finisher for the win. So it was one, two, three, and Nathan Frazier won his debut match with the assist to Chase University. So this was a pretty funny um, interference that I wasn't exactly expecting myself. But the fact that this happened, I thought it was just really cute. And I'm really happy for Nathan Frazier having his moments like that. And it was a stellar match on Grace and Waller's part. So what did you think, Kate? It's actually a really, really good match. I did like having um, having the university to be there again during supposed to be spring break. Again, went very well into the theme. You know, yeah. normally a lot of times, you know, college kids will definitely go with each other to vacay. They'll hang out, take that moment away from college classes and everything. And so personally i thought it was a really nice touch i definitely appreciate it using the distraction to get the win you know sometimes you got to do what you got to do and it wasn't like it wasn't done in a way that was super heelish it was just done to get the job done and so i appreciated that so it was definitely a good match i did love you know and again the whole um i think satana let me put that up since it's there uh she said it's um her hbcu and so <laughs> I thought, it was, I thought that it was actually a really, really nice touch, like, to end that. Like, perfect ties right into spring break. Um, <laughs> and it was a really solid, again, a solid match for the next, to be the next match on the card after the, what the opening was. It was a really solid, like, choice to go with their match. Yeah, it really was. I liked it a whole lot. Like, I just really, I really enjoyed it. And I can't wait to see more of what Nathan Frazier has to offer, you know, as an NXT superstar. And basically, who else Grayson Waller is also going to beef with at this point? Because it feels like he just has to smoke with everybody. Like, everybody. <laughs> it's like, he's gone from his own henchmen to, like, AJ Styles at one point, and now he's coming at new people all the time. Like, he's just always fighting with somebody. It's hilarious to me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But in between that... um we had a very interesting segment um, between Tony D'Angelo and his crew because he is he's now, you know, given himself the moniker of the Dawn of NXT. And he had a little meeting with Legado del Fantasma. And they were sitting and trying to come to an agreement on basically just these two leaders of these two, you know, gangs or whatever, coming to an agreement of peace. And for a moment, it looked like, you know, they were kind of fighting with each other, but then they sort of took the high road and apologized. And then they, you know, quasi made peace and drank or whatever. But then later on in the night, they got to fighting in the parking lot and everything and got kidnapped Legado del Fantasma style. So I know when I saw this part of the um, episode, I felt like I was watching an episode of Power. <laughs> like, if any of you know the TV show Power from Stars and the Power Universe, or as I like to call it, the Powerverse, I felt like I was just watching, like, 
two people who run, you know, certain sides of the street or certain sides of the city or whatever, trying to make peace over uh, some, you know, alcohol and some booze and some food or whatever. Like, that's really what it felt like, that gangster stuff. So I thought it was interesting and very interesting how it unfolded because even though they were saying, oh, we're going to have peace or whatever, we're going to have peace, a part of me felt like that peace ain't going to last long. And it didn't, clearly. It didn't last a whole hour before did. they started fighting. So what did you think about that, Kat? I thought it was a nice uh, segment. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned it looked like a power episode because in my head, I was thinking like, you know, when you got like, you're in Miami and you hear about like the cartels or something, that's yeah. the vibe I got from that. So <laughs> seeing like, the guys in the seats on the table, like, okay, let's have this meeting we don't really want to have, but it's kind of a necessary meeting. That's the vibes I got from that whole segment. Just like, oh, so you guys are clearly doing some stuff we don't need to know about, but you got to kind of try to squash it at this meeting. And so that's it's just funny that because I want something very similar, just more so like if we're in Miami and it's like the stuff that goes down when people are in the clubs <laughs> or the lounges, the guys who's running the club is having that meeting in like the board, the, you know, the room upstairs where nobody knows that's what's going down. So right. I definitely got those vibes as well. And it was quite obvious that there wasn't going to be no real peace. I feel like that was just like, let's again, like if there's a real big situation between one family or another family or like this guy and another guy who's on different sides of the block or whatever, it's never, when do peace ever really last? And so I thought it was a nice play and have everybody dressed down in the suit which I thought was a nice touch. <laughs> um, I liked that. I, it was it was a nice little you know segue um, away from the wrestling in the ring. I definitely didn't think the piece was gonna last, but I thought it was cool. I definitely did get again spring break. You get like the Miami vibe. Something about to go down, but we don't need to know it's happening. But we know it's like it's happening, but we shouldn't know that it's happening. That's the vibe I got from that whole segment. Yeah, it was pretty interesting, and it just reminded me of basically every other gangster movie that you've basically ever seen or whatever. So I thought it was cool. But also after that, we even though we may not have pictures of it in our, you know, after show, um, you had Wendy Chu sort of, you know, messing with the NXT Women's Champion Mandy Rose as she went to the spa to get a tan. Um, and, and then of course she goes in the tanning bed, I, you know, and then Wendy Chu sort of walks up to the tanning bed and turns up the volume on it, I guess, the volume would be the right word, the temperature, the temperature um, on the tanning bed and caused her to look orange. And then, of course, the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, um, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane walked up to her and saw her. They were like, girl, we're supposed to go to the beach together, but now you look orange and now you're not going to go anywhere. <laughs> so they decided to go on to the beach, but then they did not know that they were followed by Wendy Chu. Um, and Roxanne Perez. Um, I want to call her Roxy so bad, but that's not her name anymore. But um, she's moved up in the world. Um, Roxanne and Wendy Chu stole Toxic Attraction's flip-flops as they were playing in the water and everything. And then they revealed themselves. And then after they revealed that they were the ones who stole their flip-flops, Toxic Attraction had to run out into the concrete with their stuff in their hands barefoot and i know it had to be hot because that sun like there was not a cloud in the sky and usually when the sun is bare like that and is you know shining on the ground it's gonna get hot so <laughs> it was just so funny to see them struggle walking in their bikinis um trying to look cute or whatever while at the same time getting their feet burned so i just think i just think it's funny to watch these girls get antagonized by wendy chu so what did you think about that, Kat? 
I thought it was a little, it was a funny segment. Um, she definitely uh was orange. <laughs> and yeah. if you think of like like Mandy, like some of the tan like pictures when she's like tanned a bit, like she's doing like this the skin tanning. Uh yeah, it's pretty much what she was trying to do. She definitely was like <laughs> just kind of like she got burned, but it's like, all right, it was it was a bit extra. And so it kind of gave me also like mean girl vibes, and it was like, well, you can't be going with us looking like this. Like the scene uh when Regina was like she gained some weight. And said so she yeah, couldn't. She was wear, wearing sweatpants. Yeah, and she had to wear the sweatpants because she couldn't fit into. And it was like, well, you can't, even though that was supposed to be like the rule. I, it gave me that kind of vibes, kind of like where we're like we're a team, but also like you can't go with us looking like this either. And so I kind of got Mean Girl vibes from that segment. But I did find it like funny that Wendy Chu was doing what she was doing, and uh, I liked like the whole the vibe between her and. Uh, Roxanne. I thought it was like a good, again, we see where they're going to go with it, but I thought it was a nice little segment. Again, like they, spring break, you go to the beach, everybody, well, most people like to go to the beach, not burned, not getting burned, but you do like to enjoy the water and the hopefully not walk on hot sand or get a sunburn. And so it was like relatable, like nobody wants to have a beach trip like this, but it was a nice, again, it was like a nice little cute segment. And so I enjoyed it. It was pretty good. Yeah, and then also speaking of other segments, we had one segment with Indy Hartwell and Duke Hudson sort of mourning the loss of their significant others because, of course, the releases happened and um, Persia Parada was one of the people who got released as well as Dexter Loomis. Um, so basically, we, there's no more Index and there's no more Duke and um, Persia. So now the both of them were just kind of staring at each other and thinking and insinuating that they were going to date, but then they decided not to. And Indy was like, hell no. And then she just, and they moved away from each other. So we do mourn the loss here at Women's Wrestling Talk of Index and Persia Parada, but I'm pretty sure they're going to go on and do amazing things in the independence or wherever they decide to go because you know wrestling doesn't just begin and end with wwe and their careers will continue to go on and prosper from there but i will miss index a lot because that was one of my favorite couples and one of my favorite weddings as well so then after that you had the announcement of the nxt women's breakout tournament the first ever nxt women's breakout tournament and tatum paxley and fallon henley you know announced their intentions to be in the tournament everything and then you found out a little bit about them you know one's an equestrian and another one likes to power lift so it's really looking good you know it's sort of it's almost reminded me a little bit of the may young classic yeah. in the sense that you're you're seeing a lot of their personalities outside of the ring and you're seeing their intentions even though i really miss the may young classic but either way um the women's breakout tournament starts next week and i'm really pumped about it so what did you think uh, definitely looking forward to the tournament. I was also a big fan of the Mae Young Classic. We got some amazing women showcased during that tournament. And so I'm excited for it. I, I like to see more women in wrestling. I like to see more women on the TV screens. And hopefully it's to a point where we can get women's wrestling where it's not just a tournament. Like I love a tour I love a good tournament, you know, but this should also be a very normal thing that we shouldn't have to wait for a tournament to get the women on the screens. And so hopefully they would do more of that. So I'm excited about the tournament. I was a bit sad about Dexter Loomis leaving. Uh, he was my guy. <laughs> I loved him and, and I loved her, him and Indy. I liked that he didn't have to say much. He was a man of very little words. <laughs> and I love that. Like, you know, like the perfect spouse. You don't really got to hear like talking too much. Sometimes you're like, you know, what? he just is there protecting 
leaving and stuff. And I love that. And so I was very hurt when I found that he was leaving because I actually, again, one of, you know, wrestling weddings are always very weird. Wrestling weddings never go the way they're supposed to go. Mm-hmm. And so, but the, even this part where he like kind of pulled his jack and he was like, you better not even say anybody object. One of my favorite absolute parts of a wrestling wedding. And so I am definitely going to miss him. Uh, but I wish, you know, all everybody who got released, I wish them well. And I hope, you know, they have success coming up. But I, it was, I was a little sad because I was upset when he left. And I was like, wait, I love Dex. Like, he's my guy. Yay. And so I, I was hurt. I, I'm not going to lie. I was really hurt. And so to see her kind of look at the ring. And I'm like, yeah, did this, like, mid-storyline, too. It was like, yeah, I broke them up. Well, I won't feel so, so bad about it. But, huh, what, you know, WWE sometimes don't make the sense with somebody choices. And so here we are. But I wished him well. But I was, I'm not going to I was a little sad. I was like, oh, he's he's gone. i was a little sad i really was and then when you think about it indy like all of indy's family is gone like the way is no longer an entity in and of itself dexter her husband's gone johnny gargano's gone candace LeRae sort of has a question mark even though you know they had their baby quill of course so she's being a mother i guess you know on maternity leave or whatever that however that worked and then austin theory is of course the united states champion on raw so he's on the main roster. So really, Indy is by herself now. And she doesn't even have Persia anymore. So it's just like, Indy is really like the only one left out of that whole group. And it's just so sad when you think about it. But it's going to be okay. We're going to hold on. So <laughs> after that, <laughs> it's going to be all right. We're going to hold on. Shout out to Bobby Batito in the comments. He did pop in. Um, and he said he's looking forward to watching the breakout tournament, you know, for, with the women as we are as well. But moving on in the show, um, we had the, a women's tag team match with Cora Jade and Nikita Lyons versus Natalia and Lash Legend. And I really love this match here because you got to see all of these women who, you know, claim to be the future of women's wrestling or just the future of, you know, NXT period go up against and also team up with someone like Natalia, who I would say is one of the standard bearers of women's wrestling in WWE. And to watch these women sort of rise to the occasion um, of being in the ring with someone like her, which is really amazing. Lash Legend is continuing to improve as a, as an athlete, even though I don't know how she fights in leather. Uh, big up to her because I'd be hot. But... <laughs> And then, of course, you had Nikita Lyons with all of her kickboxing background and all of the above, continuing to show her prowess and, of course, still looking good doing it, driving the timeline crazy forever. Um, And Cora J being a good teammate. And I also love the symmetry that Natalia and Lash Legend had, you know, towards the beginning. Like they were doing a good job isolating Cora Jade from her from her corner when she would tag Nikita. But then towards the end of the match, they had a miscommunication. And Natalia kicked Lash Legend while she was down. And then Nikita and Cora were able to come out with the win with their split, and then Cora splash and they won. So what did you think of this match? It was a really, really good match. Um, as you said with Natty, she's definitely somebody who you can, she's an asset to have. I know people like, you know, make jokes, you know, about as far as Natty, but I feel like she's definitely one of the most resourceful women we have in WWE. And the fact that she they was able to put her with NXT and she's working with them says a lot about who she is as a wrestler, but also who she is as far as in the locker room. And so... I thought it was a really uh, good match. Again, Natty is definitely one of the 
the OGs, you know, she's been there a long time. And when she needs to do something, she does it. I don't even think she really complains about where her role is for this, whatever role they put her in. She never really complains about it. She just does what needs to be done. And so I liked it. Um, I did also agree, like perfect way that when you're doing tag team wrestling is also try to isolate the opponent, make them, make it hard for them to get that tag in. Okay. And they definitely did that. Um, and I know Nikita and Lash Legend do have already a feud. And then you have like Cole, Cora and Natty, like, oh, my idol is not really like, you know, to say about your idol sometimes, you know, if you actually mm. know your idol, your idol is not who you think they are. And so it's that playoff that and then the playoff the fact that these other two newcomers into WWE has this viral. And so it worked well. Um, I'm not going to lie. I definitely did want Lash Legend to win. <laughs> I was a little upset that she didn't get the win. Hard Daddy didn't get the win. But it was a really, really good match. And you see that uh, you see Lash Legend just getting better every week. You see her getting more comfortable with the cameras. You see her getting most comfortable with segments and even with her in-ring ability. And the same thing with Nikita, who, you know, why it's always some debate because I've been seeing it on social media like crazy <laughs> about, you know, her and Lash Legend. Mm-hmm. It, it was a really solid match uh, between both of them. And I was just a little, I mean, it was good. I just was a little annoyed that Lash Legend didn't take that win. I was hoping that she got the win. But it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It was a good match. I just kind of, I did want her and Natty to win. That was more of a bias, though. Yeah. But it was good. And I really did appreciate, you know, I, I love that they had that opportunity to fight with someone like Natalia and even fight side by side. And who knows? Maybe Lash could have, you know, maybe multiple rivalries out of this. She could, since Natalia and her had that miscommunication, her and Natalia could be beefing. Or, and of course, they also, you know, insinuated last week that maybe Natalia and Nikita will fight. So there are just so many, you know, layers, or maybe they'll all be in a triple threat. That would be cool. Um, but you know, like there are just so many, you know, places they could go with that view. But Cora Jade, our skater girl, and um, Nikita Lyons came out with the win. So there was that. So after that, we had a pretty, well, before this match took place, we had um, a backstage look at the Diamond Mine as it stands now, which was another nod to the absence of someone who got released, you know, who was Malcolm Bivens, which really devastated me because I loved him as a manager and I just loved his kookiness and all of his references that he would make for pop culture or, or even specifically black culture too. And just to watch him get let go with someone with such a strong personality, like it, it made me really sad. And they made, you know, reference to it because you saw the Creed brothers sort of walking around training for their match, but you're sort of looking a little bit aimless And then you had Roderick Strong, you know, who was in the news in terms of the rumor mill for saying that he requested his release, which surprised me that he was still there. But I guess I don't know how contracts work. I'm not a business person. I don't know everything about that. But he has sort of stepped up as the quasi leader of Diamond Mine now, which I think is funny because he never really was like a leader of a group. He was just sort of like a cog in the machine of a group. When you think of Undisputed Era and stuff like that with Adam Cole and of course now known as Red Dragon and stuff. But now he's sort of the leader. And so he gave the Creed brothers inspiration and motivation to go out there and compete. But I did not expect them to fight against the Viking Raiders. That was so surprising to me. I was just like, what? The Viking, because they have been absent on the main roster for a minute. 
Yeah. But I did not expect to see them back in NXT, but I was happy to see them because they, of course, were former NXT tag team champions. So, I mean, okay. I am here for some ma- all the some of the main roster people, you know, leaving and coming back to NXT to get, you know, some more wind under their sails, you know. So, I was okay with that. So, this match here was pretty amazing. Yeah. Like it was very physical. It felt like a lot of the stuff that we don't see from um, the Viking Raiders on television, we saw in this match. And it was like they sort of got back to what sort of brought them, you know, acclaim in NXT during the Black and Gold era. And the Kree brothers were all game for it. Like, I enjoy watching them as a tag team because they have so much symmetry, not only just because they're brothers, but because they just work well together. And they just have a level of athleticism that's just really intense. So this was really good. I enjoyed this match a lot. So what did you think, Kat? Um, just, I guess, piggyback with Malcolm Bivens. I do know he did want to leave from what was said. And so understood mm-hmm. that I definitely, he will be missed. I thought he was definitely an intricate part of NXT. Uh, I thought he was very entertaining. Um, As far as this match, it was nice to see the Raking Raiders. I do like them. And sometimes I don't know if WWE used them well. Um, And so you can never be sure. Like the way one minute somebody's there and then they're gone and then you're like, wait, what happened? I honestly thought at some point they probably would have got released. And I'm so I'm always surprised that they're still there and not in like a, a bad way, just like surprised. Like, oh, okay, good. Hopefully you use them and use them well. And so I'm a fan of them as it is. I think they're really talented. But the Cree brothers also just really been impressing me, you know, with their skill. And so it was a really, really good match. Like I feel like probably one of the at least highlights for me was that match because it was like really well done. It was kind of hard hitting, and then you you kind of like a mesh a bit a mesh up of styles to a, a capacity, like how the Viking Raiders are and then how they are, and so it was a really really good match. I actually really enjoyed it, and you know maybe we'll see more of the Viking Raiders, you know, like on NXT. Like I can see it happening, and maybe that's what Vince is trying to do with moving pieces around and see what works. But I was great with it. Like I was surprised, not gonna lie, because I was like, oh okay, but. Again, I do like them, and I hope that they can be used better, and this was a good way to use them better. They had a great match, and so I loved it. Yeah, but then something that did surprise me, though, you know, towards the end of of said match, we hear some of their athleticism here. The Creed brothers did come out with the win, but they came out with the win with the assist to Roderick Strong, who came out and hit um, I believe Eric as he was beginning to make a cover, and then the Creed brothers counted out one, two, three, and they came out with the win, but they looked really dissatisfied with the fact that Roger came out and helped them. So they got into a little bit of, a, of an argument here. So do you feel like Diamond Mine may break up or is it possible that they might just stay together and might just be more dastardly? Um, I do sense a little bit discord between them. And so it is very possible uh, that they will break up, especially with him wanting, uh, well, with the rumor that he wants to leave. And so, you know, sometimes WWE is good. <laughs> Let's kind of do what we just do on your way out the door. But maybe, you know, or maybe it's a swerve and maybe they'll stay together. But it does look like there's some kind of contention between them. And again, you want to, I guess, priding yourselves, like maybe winning correctly. And so maybe that's what it was, at least the vibe I was getting from that. So, it could go either way, but I would I do feel like it's maybe like the road or the beginning for them to break up and split them apart. Yeah. 
It's so sad because it felt like they just caught their caught their a little bit of a vibe, and now it's just yeah. now they're over. And it's just like God dang it, we just cannot have nice things. I know. It's just it's just like our fearless leader TK Trinidad always says: WWE doesn't care about our feelings. It's business. Oh God! But to end off NXT's spring break, and we have the main event, which is the NXT Championship match between Braun Breaker and Joe Gacy, who is also sans someone due to the releases. Um, his um, I forgot the name of his henchman. Oh my God! I feel so bad. I know his name on Twitter is Parker Boudreaux, but or Bordeaux. But he got released from WWE as well. So Joe Gacy was just sort of out there kind of by himself. Harlan? Harlan, yes, Harlan. Yes, Harlan was released and let go. But Joe Gacy seemed, it it didn't seem to really phase him all that much because he really wasn't alone. Because during the match, he sort of had these dark figure druids out in the audience sort of watching the match as it went on. But this match was very, it was like a slugfest to me. Um, I, you know, it's basically what you would expect out of someone like Braun Breaker, who was becoming a lot, like he was getting really frustrated at some, at certain points because Joe Gacy was playing mind games with him after the attack on, you know, his father and taking his father's Hall of Fame ring, which he just got and everything. So it seemed like Joe Gacy was really successful at playing mind games, but it seemed like for every mind game Joe Gacy had, Braun Breaker, you know, powered out of it, you know, with some mad crazy athleticism so in the midst of that Braun Breaker was able to rise above even though they were fighting outside of the ring at one point in the ring at another point and all of the above but in the midst of all of that craziness um and all of the dark druids Braun Breaker came out the victor and he retained his NXT title but towards the end of the show as he was celebrating his win what got kind of crazy for me was the fact that you saw these two druids pop up in the ring as he was celebrating. And that's where NXT went off the air. But of course, the action kept going on because they posted more pictures. And the druids got to fighting with Braun Breaker and they attacked him, you know, and he threw some of them out of the ring and it got really tough. But then there was a point where Joe Gacy was rooting them on and they carried him out on some dark board. So... We don't know where Braun Breaker is. He's possibly disappeared into the darkness of hell. We don't know where he's at. So that was how NXT 2.0 ended. Um, it, ve- it wasn't really a spring breaky type of end. It wasn't a happy peppy type of end. It was really dark and supernatural, which is something that WWE has been missing a little bit of, but I kind of appreciated it from him. So what did you think of all the carrying on of this i did think that for it to be the main event it was probably the worst a part of the night sadly mm-hmm. um i did feel like it should have been some more something should have been more there for it to be the main event i do like Braun Breaker again i was i mean as for parker or harlan I was hoping, you know, to see what WWE would do with him. Then they cut his hair, and then he was kind of like the goon guy, and then all of a sudden he was gone. And so it's unfortunate, and I don't know if the whole him being like second Brock Lesnar, like that was going around, if that contributed 
to him being let go with like clearly you wasn't what block was when he first got there but um i don't know if that was why they kind of went that way with it because he was gone like you know he was kind of there as like that extra person like henchman kind of vibes from him and so i just felt the match like it wasn't terrible but it definitely felt like it brought down the rest of nxt considering everything else was pretty like really solid and so i felt like for that to be the main event it did bring it down a bit however mm -hmm. nxt loved kidnapping people apparently and so, <laughs> so and taken somewhere in some random place and that seems to be the nxt vibe like you will somebody get kidnapped <laughs> at least once every few months and so i just felt like this is now becoming nxt's like thing like well this person's probably kidnapped at some point you know let's do see what they're gonna do with it and so i did like it was i guess joe gacy kind of fallen into like maybe cult like having some like random dudes take him away it made sense to me but mm -hmm. i'm like all right how many kidnappings do we need like <laughs> everybody get kidnapped everybody in the mama getting kidnapped and so okay change it up a bit but i it wasn't bad i just felt like for the rest of the show it did bring down the end for me it was a bit of a letdown only just because everything else was so good and then i'm like oh okay well all right and then the kidnapping happened and i was like oh somebody else <laughs> here we go again yes. <laughs> somebody getting taken away to some random place but yeah yeah it was kind of crazy and i just hated that it ended and it went off and we didn't see what happened afterward but i'm pretty sure they're gonna talk about it next week next tuesday but either way you know with the exception of the main event being kind of slower and everything else like that um it was a pretty solid episode of nxt 2.0 it was pretty good the matches were pretty great so with that in mind, we're going to move forward into the world of NXT UK, which is, you know, black and gold, but black and gold and red. Um, so in the midst of that, this was kind of new for me because I hadn't really had that much of a chance to watch NXT UK really since it started because of the time zone differences and because of what I'm doing. Um, I'm usually at work when it comes on and I really just don't think to look at it, but I do know that they have pretty solid action there. So this is really my first time watching a full episode and it's only an hour long and you can watch it on Peacock. So we're gonna be covering that as well. So this started with a talk show segment called the Supernova Sessions um, with Noam Dar. If you remember him, he was a star in the cruiser in the former cruiserweight division um, that WWE had after their um, tournament. And I believe he was, he may have been a cruiserweight champion. I can't remember. And he did have a romance with Alicia Fox. <laughs> um, I don't really want to do the voice thing. But yeah, he had a romance with Alicia Fox. And he was out there with Shaw Samuels. And I believe they both shared this Heritage Cup for NXT UK. And they came out there with the intention of having and basically romancing Lash Legend. Um, here again, making another appearance for NXT. Um, and she was all dressed up and everything, and she was a guest on the show. And it seemed like throughout the show, they were trying to sort of um, woo her with flowers. And what's so sad is Noam Dar told the um, the ring hand to hand him some flowers, and those flowers were dead looking. But then Shaw Samuels gave him flowers that were very lively, and Lash loved those and threw away the other ones, and she put them in the, in the cup. And basically, she was out there to sort of talk about how better she was than all of the women in, you know, both NXT divisions and stuff. And basically just show herself off and eat food with them and everything. So this was, it, 
it really wasn't a lot of conflict within this outside of, you know, Noam and Shaw just trying to, you know, get in the good graces of Lash Legend and sort of talk about yeah. the other debuts that were set to take place either this week or next week on their 200th episode. So what did you think of that segment? I thought it was funny. Um, Lash Legend did make me laugh a few times during that, especially when she was like, you know, um, oh, what is the saying when she's in the snap and she like, like and I'm like, you tell of Lash Legend, you like let him know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that she does that. And I love that she did it where, I mean, if somebody gives me dead looking flowers, I'm probably going to toss those too. Like, I'm appreciative, but let's <laughs> be respectful, give you some flowers with some life to it. And so I found nothing wrong with it. I thought it was a nice move. It was nice to see her on both NXT and on NXT UK because I'm all about getting those coins get the coins and be out yeah. there. And so I loved seeing her on it. It was actually a very nice surprise for me because I didn't know she was going to be on it. And so it was nice. It was a nice little segment, like nothing too, too serious. Um, just to kind of segue into NXT UK. And so I thought it was a good segment to kind of open it up. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good too. So after that, there was an announcement made by the assistant um, to the NXT UK general manager. Um, are, do you know exactly who the NXT UK general manager is? Uh, as far as name, I always listen. <laughs> I'm like terrible at names. Hold on. Let me see if I can quickly um, find them. Maybe I can see if I can look it up really quick. NXT UK GM. So it's saying his name is Johnny C. Oh, okay. Yeah, I feel like that's what it's saying. It keeps saying that. So I'm going to guess that's his name. Okay. <laughs> if I'm wrong, well, you know, please correct me uh, who's watching. Yeah, please correct us. <laughs> But yeah, like there was an announcement made saying that there was going to be a tag team match to help qualify people, to help qualify tag teams for um, this, I believe this triple threat match that is set to take place for the NXT UK tag team titles. And as that announcement was being made, you had Von Wagner pop up and here, and this was sort of like, I guess the NXT 2.0 invasion into NXT UK and he was sort of bossing people around. But then there was this other wrestler who popped up who I wasn't completely familiar with myself, but he looked like he really was, you know, raring to fight um, Von Wagner, but then, but then the assistant broke them up and told them not to fight and everything. And that pretty much, you know, was the end of that segment. But hopefully next week, you know, when we do watch more of it, we'll have more, we'll be more concrete on our names um, yeah. of the backstage talent and everything because everything was moving kind of fast here. But I guess that's kind of what you can expect from a show that is an hour long. Yes. So after that, we had a, the very first match of the night, which was Tiger Tehran versus Tate McFair. Um, these are pretty new people to me because I had never really, um, I had never really seen them in action before. But this was Tiger Tehran's um, debut in NXT UK. He's a masked man, and I believe um, I forgot where they said he was from, and I had it in my head too. And basically, you know, he was fighting um, Tate McFair, and this match was pretty solid. You had them, of course, with the lockup here, and you had a lot of high flying action. Um, with the match and everything. And Tiger Tehran came out the victor. So 
this was a really good learning experience for me in terms of these two superstars who I'm not exactly as familiar with. But I do look forward to seeing more from Tiger Teron because even as he came out, some of the superstars later on, you know, were giving him an applause due to his performance. So what did you think of that match, Kat? Um, I, they're all, I don't really know who they are either. And so that was my introduction to them watching the match today on NXT UK. But he definitely, for debut match, is really entertaining. Uh, and I think he definitely delivered. And I feel like, especially when you have a show that's only an hour, you have to kind of make sure you can do what you can do to stand out. And so I feel like he did that. Um, I feel like, you know, he's somebody we can probably look for in like upcoming episodes of NXT uh, UK. But I think he's going to really do something. He definitely, I, you know, I feel like wearing, wearing the mask kind of takes away from just, you know, when a lot of wrestlers do wear the matches have mutual style type wrestling, you kind of focus on the ability because you can't really see what they look like. And so I felt like in that regard, it was only what we can look at was what he was able to do in the ring. And so it was a really, you know, again, a nice first match for NXT UK. Um, mm -hmm. And it was his debut and he did really well. And so I'm looking forward to see what he does next, um, you know, for NXT UK. But it was a really nice introduction to both of them because I didn't know who either one was, honestly, before uh, today. And so it was a nice intro to both of them. I thought they both did a really good job. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And even, okay, so I did do some searching and I did find an article. So the person that Von Wagner got into it with backstage was Sam Gradwell. So for future reference, his name is Sam Gradwell. And then they also made had a vignette during the episode of NXT UK where they talked about um, the show that's set to take place on Saturday, September the 3rd, um, called Clash at the Castle. Um, which is going to be the first event that they're having there in the um, big event arena event that they're having in the UK in over 30 years. And it's a really big deal. So um, I'm really happy that that is taking place. And it just so happens to take place on my birthday Eve. So we're going to watch it. And I'm pretty sure we're going to watch it and cover it, you know, here on Women's Wrestling Talk. And it's going to be cool. And I'm really happy for the fans of UK that they get this really big event, especially after everything that we've been going through without live shows and everything. And then, of course, with them not having a large arena show like that in over 20 or 30 years, I know they have to be excited for that. So I am pumped for that. And they also made another announcement um, involving um, a tag team match between Gallus versus Ashton Smith and Oliver Carter, and the winner will qualify um, to fight for the NXT UK tag team titles. And they had a little bit of a, of a scuffle backstage or whatever, but that was really it. Then they also announced that Ivy Nile um, of the Diamond Mind was going to be going to NXT UK and fighting Nina Samuels on the 200th episode of NXT UK next week. So those were a couple of announcements that they had um, during the um, program. But then the second match we had was the debut of Damon Kemp, who is from the United States, um, in, from Minnesota versus Danny Jones. Now, something funny that I did um, notice was the fact that on commentary, they mentioned the fact that Damon Kemp was actually went to the same university as Gable Stevenson and Brock Lesnar. And, it's just so funny to me how this university just keeps churning out wrestling stars. Like, do they just, it's almost like Minnesota, it's like Alabama for football. 
Yeah. But except they're that for wrestling. And it's just like to watch this school. I know this school has to be feeling mighty proud to have all of the wrestlers go on to do big things, you know, yeah. in wrestling, whether it be in various promotions like WWE or AEW or stuff like that. So this match was really good. I know Damon really did impress me a lot with his technical ability and with his Greco-Roman style. Um, so I really did enjoy that match. I, w- I wish it was a little bit longer, maybe. Um, but then again, like I said, it's only an hour. But we can't really necessarily get as spoiled with things. But I did like this match, and I liked how Danny Jones was able to rise up to the occasion of facing someone like that. But in the end, um, with the match... Um, Damon Kemp wound up winning, but he wasn't able to celebrate it as long because he got attacked by Shaw Samuels, who we saw earlier in the night. And yeah, (laughs) he attacked him and I guess they're going to fight at some point, but that was pretty interesting. So what did you think about that? I definitely, uh, when they did say the thing about Brock Lesnar and stuff, and I'm like, well, we already know what you expect from a wrestler like Brock Lesnar. The guy is going to be dominant. He's going to kind of throw people around the ring. And so I def, and then I definitely got the vibe he's wearing the singlet, <laughs> you know, like he was kind of massive and, you know, and so you can tell when they started grappling right away, they got locked up a bit. Then I'm like, all right, like you can see that there's some skill there. Um, I do think it might have been a little bit different just because it's, you know, wrestling in like a school is a little different than wrestling, you know, in front of a like a entertainment aspect when it's for WWE. There's a little, this this difference is I felt like he looked a little nervous, at least to me he did um, in the very beginning, but mm-hmm. um, he did well. I do think there was a lot of, there was a lot of grappling, you know, there was suplexes again, people with singlets usually know how to do a good suplex. And so <laughs> he, you know, had that and a lot of arm grabs, a lot of lockups. And so it was a, and a nice debut for him as well, as far as kind of introducing him to the, you know, to WWE, but also to the UK audience. Um, and so that was nice. It was, it was nice to see that. Um, I did enjoy it. Um, again, it was a solid debut for him. And I guess to piggyback off of you, you mentioning the event, um, the big event that they're having. And yes, it seemed like even with where they're like touring, they were doing, I believe they were doing some shows over, overseas in Europe. And they yeah. seem like they're having a really good time. And so we all know how it felt where I haven't been to um, a WWE show since. Uh, no, I'm lying. I was definitely at Survivor Series. I totally forgot about that. Um, but, you know. It's been very, like, I've been doing wrestling shows, but I guess indie shows are a little different than doing, like, a big show like WWE because there's so many people. And so, mm-hmm. after you know, COVID has been really eh, and it's still happening, uh, unfortunately, all, you know, we're now in, like, the third year of this. Um, and so, to have where you can kind of see, like, they can get that some of that back to you, like, you know, America kind of just was like, you know, F it <laughs> with regards to like opening stuff up and being very lax about things. And so I guess in that regards, not that I want people not to be safe, but just like in regards to kind of having something that a wrestling fan will like, like, oh, we get a big event too. That's nice for them. It was, it, I do feel like it's going to be a really big thing. I feel like they're setting it up to be a really solid match. You know, Drew McIntyre has been like on it for the last couple of weeks talking yeah. about it. And so, you know, I think it's going to be a really, really good pay-per-view. And I think it's definitely good for those fans over there to kind of have something what we, cause you know, we had a kind of few pay-per-views now since everything kind of opened back up over here. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know again, how aspect in regards to like major wrestling is over there. 
um, with regards to like the bigger companies. So I think, you know, that's good for them. I'm, I'm happy that they get to have that and, you know, hopefully everybody's safe and all that stuff. But it was a really, it was a good match. Um, I think it was a nice debut. Um, and again, he's somebody I'm looking forward to seeing more of, like see what else he can do. You know, it's, you have the wrestlers who can be like quick and that can flip off things and flashy, but then he seems more fundamental when it comes yes. to moves. Like he's very more grounded in his moves. And so I like that. I, I do like, like, you know, Kurt Ang- like Kurt Angle style wrestling. Like, you know, you know that you know they can wrestle. Yes. <laughs> he's wrestle, you know they're going to wrestle. And so that's the vibe I was getting. And so... I'm interested to see what else they're going to do with him. But I thought it was a nice debut. Yeah, I did too. And then after this match, they made the announcement, of course, that NXT UK's 200th episode will be happening next week. And they showed a segment showing a lot of where the where NXT UK started. Like, it started really from a tournament. Like, that's so funny to me how this one whole promotion started from, like, a tournament to crown a UK champion for WWE. And it's just amazing to see how much it has grown and stuff. Even though I haven't really watched much of it, they've had very talented people. We've had very talented people come from the UK brand. Like you've had the likes of Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm there, the likes of Pete Dunne, and just so many various people, you know, to kind of come through there and sort of, you know, put their stamp on things, whether it be on main roster or even in NXT 2.0 as of now. So they will be having their 200th episode next week. And I'm really excited to see that and to watch them celebrate that because I just, wow, I just can't even believe it's been that many episodes already. Yeah. Like, where is time going, Kat? <laughs> <laughs> it's flat. Listen, the fact that we're where already in May. It's just like, I feel like we just did New Year's in January and we're already like mid spring. And so time is flying. And so, yeah, I didn't, it didn't feel like 200 episodes passed, but clearly <laughs> it did. I don't feel like it's been around as long as it's seen, but apparently it was. It just doesn't feel like it's been around that long. But it is cool that a tournament, you know, and the places that produce people like Walter and Tony Storm and Rear mm-hmm. you know, is making their 200th episode. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and we get to cover it next week. So, of course, be on the lookout for that with Women's Wrestling Talk. We're going to cover it. So, our main event was, which is something that I live for. I live for women being in the main event, honey. And it's a norm now. So, here we are. We have the main event for the NXT UK Women's title, which is probably my favorite title of all of them because it's so beautiful. Um, Between Mako Satamora and Isla Dawn in a World of Darkness match. Now, this was interesting because I had never heard of a World of Darkness match up until this point. But from what I gathered, it sort of fit more of Isla Dawn's sort of spooky, ghostly type of energy. And that she would sort of have a little bit of the upper hand in this type of match. And the lights were down and there was lots of smoke and lots of magic stuff going on and everything, potions and stuff. So that's what was going on in this match. But even as Isla you know, was sort of trying to creep and get into the mind of Mako Satamora before they even rang the bell. Mako was ready to fight. (laughs) She punched her immediately. And it was so funny because to watch like Isla sort of just go like, whoa, what are you doing? And then the referee had to pull them apart and then ring the bell. Then they all just started fighting eventually. And it was really cool and it was really hard hitting. And then because it was no DQ, they could use weapons and they were using chairs they were using ropes they were using 
like cords and stuff. Like I love this match. I absolutely loved it. There was even a point where Isla took the hair of one of her opponents and tried to use it to torture um, Mako's face while having her, you know, in this lock here. Like that was just really crazy to me. Like that was just lots of cool, like crazy stuff. And even in her eyes, like Isla was not, you know, playing when she said she wanted to win this match. Like she was just doing everything she could. Like, but in the end, even with all the ropes and all the tricks and everything, Mako Satomura came out with the win, even after being DDT'd on some chairs and even being suplexed on some chairs, she still kicked out and still retained her NXT UK women's title. This was a heck of a match. I enjoyed it very much. So what about you, Katrina? I loved it. I'm, not, I'm a really big fan of Mako. Um, I was really happy when she won the title in the first place. I thought, you know, again, WWE sometimes drop the ball on people that we know is really good. And so I'm already a fan of her. And so it was a nice concept. I definitely do agree that it was more so for Isla to like, this is for you. This is more of your type of match. They mentioned like, oh, she's like doing witch stuff. And I'm like, okay, interest is peaked a little. I like to see what we go into. Have the whole like the, the, the smoke and the darkness and kind of like she's doing potions. And so I thought it was a nice little touch. Uh, but I felt like even with that, my, uh, Michael was able to still show like, well, there's a reason I'm champion. And she did. And so it got, there was parts where it was like, ouch, a little brutal at points. Yeah. But I felt like she was able to take all of that and she still like prevailed to keep her championship. And again, as you said, I love to see women's wrestling main event. Uh, you know, there seems to be those thoughts that women don't watch wrestling and there's not like people are not going to watch it and that's pure nonsense. And so we do watch wrestling. Women of all types watch wrestling and we definitely support women matches and we want to see the main event. And so it was perfect to have her main event that I thought it was a really, really, really good match. Um, I don't know where they're going to go, I guess, if they decide to continue this feud or not. I have no idea, but I thought it was really, like I said, it was a night, it was different. I wouldn't have expected somebody like me to kind of put herself in a match like that, but it was good. And she, she you know, she, again, showed why she was champion as long as she's been champion. And so <laughs> I, I'm excited. Again, I haven't watched UK, NXT UK in a minute. <laughs> so I had to kind of like refresh on some things that was happening. And so it was really, it was really good way to end off the show. And again, you only have an hour. And so what can you do to make people talk about it next week? Perfect way to do that with that match. And so it was good. I really, really enjoyed the match. And I'm a fan of both. And so I'm just looking forward to see what happens next. If they continue to feud or if they kind of decide to go somewhere else with the two of them. Yeah, I really enjoyed this match. And I agree with everything you said. Like, it was really good. And I am excited to see what comes next of the reign of Mako Satomura. Um, who was the woman who ended, you know, um, Alba Fire's reign as NXT UK Women's um, Champion. So I'm really pumped to see where she goes. I'm also pumped to see where Isla Dawn's going to go. I'm really interested in NXT UK's um, women's division. Like, and I'm looking forward to seeing more of that take place. 
Well, we've reached the end of our time. That's our after show for NXT 2.0 and NXT UK. Thank you so much for joining us here as we, you know, cover both of these shows, this third and fourth brand of WWE. And of course, I'm really grateful for Kat um, for joining me here um, as we host this new show every Thursday. And then, of course, you know, sometimes, you know, life happens and one of us isn't here or both of us isn't here. Someone else will be here and it'll be okay. But in the midst of it all, we're going to be here through it all, you know, and give you all the deets on NXT. So with that in mind, Kat, just tell everyone where they can find you and follow you. Uh, just, I have pretty much everything. Um, so in Cat we trust on Twitter and Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram, the E is a three, but type it up. You should find me. And I just, I guess, wanted to throw it out there because I am running the TikTok Women's Wrestling Talk account. And we've been getting some traction and I'm super like pumped about that. And so if you have TikTok, definitely please go to TikTok and subscribe or rather click the follow <laughs> button for Women's Wrestling Talk TikTok if you want just like, little clips of what we do on Twitch and YouTube. So, but yeah, find me there. I'm pretty much doing like a whole bunch of stuff now. And so you'll probably catch me <laughs> on some place doing something since it's like so much, but. Yes, thank you so much for joining me. And as usual, you can find me, your girl, Stephanie Hardy, on Instagram and Twitter at Queen Steph Hardy. And you can follow my podcast, The Hardy Wrestling Podcast, on Instagram at Hardy Wrestling Podcast um, and on Twitter at Hardy Wrestle Pod. Um, and also know that you can follow Women's Wrestling Talk on Instagram and Twitter at WWTalkPod. And you can check out our website, WWTalkPod.com, for all the latest info, um, women's wrestling news, all of our interviews, and so many various articles that we have. Because, of course, this month, May, is Asian and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. We have lots of great articles, you know, in the tank, getting put out every day about great women of Asian and Pacific Islander descent. So please be on the lookout for that stuff um, because we love all forms of representation here and it's a beautiful month for that to happen. So please check out our great articles with that. Um, and also, of course, check out all of our after shows for Raw, AEW, SmackDown, and and AEW Rampage, which me and um, Dreon Santana hosts and everything. And just check us out because if you aren't checking us out, then what you doing? We're taking right. over. <laughs> we are taking right. over one. We are taking over one website, one city, one country, one state, every state at a time. Yes. So with that in mind, this is thank you for joining us on Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. And until next time, bye, y'all. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.